You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 92. Episode 92, where it's kind of a late release, right, on this uh, podcast? Yeah, so you were off making the big bucks, and I was off moving, so it really kind of messed up our schedule, because we know we get a pretty good routine going, except for this week, last week, <laughs> but yeah. we had a good routine going for the, you know, a little bit over a year. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very consistent for a long time, and then, uh, well, life happens. I'm like, literally, how? How do we go consistent every week, and then just two weeks in a row, which is for us would be kind of unheard of, I think, like for how we do our schedule. And then I just both completely just dropped the ball this week, but we're back at least. Yeah, we're back. We and we actually have, we have been playing some poker, so that's kind of nice to want to, you know, when we do come back, we come back with content. Yeah. It's a, uh, uh, so I know you moved last week and didn't get, and you didn't get that much poker playing done. And I know you're off to uh, Florida coming Thursday, Friday. Friday. I'm leaving this Friday. So Florida is one of my main go-tos I've wanted to go to because I hear like if you're not in Texas, the uh, the poker in Florida is probably either the best or second best. No, absolutely. And we're even going to the Hard Rock. Oh, are y'all? That's the one me and you look at the vlogs and are always like, God, that is so cool. It looks always like such a cool environment, a cool casino. Are you going to be playing a lot of poker there? Well, here's the issue that I'm running into. So I'm visiting, but I'm visiting with friends. It's not like I'm visiting with you, who's an also a poker player, right? I'm visiting with someone who doesn't play poker at all. Which kind of, whenever you're only there for one day and you're kind of limited on time, it kind of puts you in that weird spot to where, do you go play poker for three hours, four hours? Do you not play at all? Is, you know, an hour and a half even worth doing? Because as you know, if you're in a casino playing you know, the slots, you know, whatever table game, three hours is an eternity. Oh, 100%. Uh, I don't see. I've always kind of thought this uh, same scenario because when I travel, I like to play poker too, to just to see new experiences and kind of, you, you know, it's a kind of get an idea of what it's like over there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Is that's a kind of a tough deal? Because I mean, if yeah, if you do it for three or four hours, if you do it for one or two, it's almost like you just didn't really do it. Uh, I think three or four is kind of the minimum you would really want to do it for. And you know, if somebody's just waiting on you, that's a long damn time, especially in a casino. Like you, money only goes so far if you're not playing poker. No, absolutely. What have you done in these situations? Would did you play? Did you do a tournament or? Uh, you know. What I try to do... Well, because I know you've gone on trips with non-poker players. That's why. Because I've gone on trips with people. About 90% of the time, they've also been poker players. Or they've had the room to go upstairs. We don't have the room here. You know, because that's one thing. They could go upstairs and watch TV. You know, maybe take a nap or something in the middle of the night if we're sleeping there. I think it's dependent on the situation. Uh... If I go somewhere and that is a big draw to it, I just kind of make it clear that that's what I'm going to do for three or four hours. And I mean, like, it's very hard if it's one day or two day trip. 
So that's what's di- that's what's different on this trip. I'm not going there for the poker. I'm going there to visit people in Florida. Yeah, on something like that, I think it you might just not really get to play hardly any poker because it. Like I mean, it, the main thing is going and seeing those people and spending time with those people. Uh, ideally, now one thing I usually like to try to do. I know you, you're not going to be able to do it on this trip is get there a little early before those people or stay a little bit late and play poker like after you've already said your goodbyes or before they even get there. And then, you know, you've already done that, and then it's all good. Uh, so, like I say, it's it's always kind of a weird spot because I do like, uh, if I go someplace, I kind of want to play and, you know, just see what it's like. But sometimes it just doesn't work out that way, right? Correct, and maybe they'll catch a wild hair and want to play, but it seems unlikely that I'm going to be playing in Florida. I'll be there. I'll go look at the room, but I don't think I'll be on the table. Well, you know, it's a, uh, like I say, we can't always, I mean, poker is still a small port, even even though it's a pretty big portion of our life, it's uh, still a small portion. So, you know, if you don't, then one day, one day after this, maybe you actually get to go back and uh, play for a little bit. Yeah, well, I did have one good session this week, at least, in between the moves and everything. So, we both went to Paramount, and this was earlier in the week. This, um, but I, how long did we play for? Do you think? Uh, I've got it at exactly almost three hours. Okay, so three hours. Um, I was there, right? And I played probably less than five hands. I mean, almost nothing. Well, I will say I'm glad to hear you because you've been making plans to tighten up on the podcast for a while and you've kind of vocalized it. It's good to see that you're following through. I mean, that's kind of seems like a boring session, but I'm glad to see you're following through with your plans. Well, I mean, winning uh, one one buy-in at uh, what's it called? One-two, which, I mean, grand scheme of things, you know, is small potatoes compared to, you know, losing how many buy-ins or whatever at bigger games. But it's a start for sure. Well, especially when you have been on a downswing, you get that breath of fresh air of just a win. And like at one one buy-in at one two, it's still like I mean, like I always look at it as if I could average this all the time, how much of a win that would be. So I mean, if you average that every time, I mean, you're you're killing it. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, especially <laughs> on a three-hour stretch. But um. The hands, there was, there was almost no interesting hands except for I played a PLO hand that it was like pocket queens with like 8-3, something like that. Okay. I believe it was double suited, but needless to say, I ended up seeing a, a pretty cheap flop and I flopped two pair with the 8-3. Okay. Um, and... So some people bet, they bet pretty big actually. So I called, right? And we see this flop just so multi-way. Right. And here's where I think I mess up. I turn a three. So I have threes full of eights, which is the smallest boat possible. There's a flush draw out there, but this is this is obviously the smallest boat you're going to have here. Right. But I'm not too worried about that, right? Well, okay, right, right. So what do you do here when it checks to you? Let me see. Uh, There's about four people in this pot. They bet about 60 on the flop. And you're the latest position? Yes. 
Uh, maybe one guy behind me, but yeah. You see, eight, three, three, and king was it? I had pocket queens, but oh, you had, you had wait. I had queen, queen, eight, three. Queen, queen, eight, three. Yes. Okay. And I flopped two pair with the eight and the three, and then turned the three. Oh, okay. I got you. Uh, so I think once it checks all the way around to me, I'm definitely betting this. Uh, there's uh, there, now here's the reasons I want to bet this. Most people in a strong hand, with with strong hands in Omaha are not going to check because there's too much that can catch up with them. They want to get value. Uh, the other thing is. You have a strong hand, but you have a very, like, I mean, you have 8-3-3. Three, three. Well, any overcard is going to make, could make threes full of something else or a random pocket pair that just hits. I definitely think you have to bet here. I do bet, but here's the issue. Here's here's where I mess. Uh, I think I messed up. How much do you bet here? I'm pretty short stacked behind. That's, that's one of the other things. So I was down all day. I started the hand with like $280. So, what do we think is in the pot here? I mean, can you just get it all in here? Okay, I did pot it. You okay, do that, like that? that was kind of my thinking. I mean, I'm like if by my own theory, if I'm saying you need to bet this because I think you're ahead most of the time, uh, I think this is just a pot in a like okay. call it good. Well, that's good because that's what I did. I was looking back. I mean, everyone snap folded, right? And looking back, I was like, should I be potting it there or should I be betting? Because anything that calls a pot there has me beat, right? Most likely. Uh, That's what I was thinking in the moment. I was like, did I just I mess mean, this it, hand up? Most things that call a pot there probably should have you beat. But that being said, I, I think... I mean, you if it's 8-3-3 three, three in the... What was the top card again? It was above an 8. Above an 8? Uh, this is going to be the only thing that ever has you beat here for the most part is just that, uh, that top card having, having a set with a bigger full house. Uh, and granted in PLO, you do have to be aware of the nuts, but at your stack to pot ratio, I think this is kind of like a hold'em where if somebody has it, it's just a cooler. So I think this is fine. You're both, yeah, I think you're mostly betting Well, you're betting for value and you're betting for protection. Absolutely. And it was a, I mean, it ended up being a massive pot. I think I won like one or two other big hands, but it definitely put me up like two. So I ended up being up like 200 bucks after this pot. Yeah. I mean, if it was so multi-way, so, um, and it was a pretty big bet. So whole table calls. And I mean, my, my pot is not even really pot. Right. So. Yeah, like I say, it's going to... Well, I also think, like, sometimes some, like, Ace-3 will call here or something like... Especially, at, you know, at Paramount, where, like, the, those players are definitely there to play. Say, drinks are flowing, everyone's having a good time kind of situation. Yeah. But, um... Okay, well, that's good. I'm happy to hear that you like the pot there, because I potted, everyone snap-folded, and I kind of... I don't want to say regretted it, but I just wasn't sure if that's what I should be doing there. Because I don't think I'm going to like what calls me. Well, I think it's what you should do there with your stack size, I think. True. But there but on the other side, that um let me think. The card above the eight 
definitely had like some straight possibilities with it. Right. Might have been like a 10 or a jack, something like that. And then there was a flush draw on front door flush draw on board too. Yeah, which is hard to get value from those with a with our already paired board. But the pot was so big. That's what I was thinking in the moment. The pot is so big that when I pot this, I might get called just because it looks like I'm trying to steal it. And people were commenting on how few hands I was playing. Yeah. Which, if I was bluffing there, would have been great. But, you know. Uh, yeah, 100%. But, I mean, most likely this is they just had nothing and then you just took it down type deal. So, it's... I don't know. I like your play there. I... I think a half to two-thirds pot is fine, too, to try to get more. I don't know. I mean, it seems like that could get so dicey. Uh, I th- Like I say, I think at your stack size, I definitely like the pot. Okay, well, that's good. Because like I said, I was after the hand, I was a little kind of mixed on it if I liked it or didn't like it. Just because, you know, Hold'em, we both study quite a bit. And we have studied. But PLO, I'm just... I mean, it's not nearly as studied, and I was like, should I be potting it there? Should I not? I'm just happy to hear that you agree that potting it was the right move. Could it seem like the right move in the moment? Being results-oriented, obviously, I'm like, well, I would have loved to be called by worse, but wouldn't we all, right? So, Yeah, it's a... Well, I mean, like I say, I'm much more studied at No Limit Hold'em still than uh, PLO. Uh, but I, de- I will say this. I definitely love that you bet there and didn't, like, play it, like, scared or anything. So, I mean, that's the main thing. Like... Whether it's two-thirds pot or a pot bet size bet, I'm not sure the equity really changes that much. So, I mean, for the, I think it was a, a really good play. Well, after that, there basically was no real interesting hands. Um, I think I played, um, I had one where I was on a front door, uh, ace high flush on river the ace, and ended up beating top pair of a king. And it was that was a pretty big pot right there. That's um, kind of nice. I just kind of backed up into it, and I was so happy he checked checked the river. So, oh yeah, that's a very good. Uh, but like I said, one buy in profit on that, and that was. I mean, other than that, this move is basically taking all my time. But I should be able to play. Shoot, probably tomorrow. I think I might go to Paramount tomorrow. So that's kind of become like kind of our Wednesday spot. It seems like right. Seems like the game is so good on Wednesday because that free roll is just so crowded. You have to go. What time do you think? Like eight. After the free roll? Yeah, it was like eight, any, even really after eight. I think even like nine is better if you really want to just walk into a game. It's a, uh, uh, yeah, I like the, well, I like it because, well, Paramount has basically no games on Monday. They have round of each on Tuesday, which is not my favorite. So Wednesday just seems to be a sweet spot, you know. Like, it's still one of the places I play the most, so it's, it seems to be a good time for it. Absolutely. Um, so that was basically my only session. How many do you have an interesting session for us? I know you probably played quite a bit because I've been. Uh, yeah, I have. I did play quite a bit. So we uh, uh, that one we just covered with you over at Paramount. I also played. Uh, Ace. I the first hand I get. Oh, and this is kind of rare. We were at different tables at Paramount the whole time. Yeah, we were. They put me. You got on a table first. I was right behind you. And they wanted me on that table, and they're like, "You'll like this table." That, and I was like, "Well, I don't really like. I like playing at your table, but not when it gets shorthanded. And a lot of times, Paramount will be shorthanded at some point. I mean, my table was just so good. My table was so bad. It was the <laughs> shitty. It might have been the shittiest table I've ever played at Paramount. Just, I think there was one person who didn't have any clue what they were doing. Everybody else was 
pretty decent, which is very rare at a Paramount table. Well, and they were, it was pretty deep stacked, too. Because my table was very short stacked, but it was just like the normal splashy, everyone's there to play kind of table. But yours would look pretty deep stacked. And I was like, well, at first I wanted to be over on that table. But then I looked at my stack and I'm at like 250 bucks. I was like, well, I mean, I'm a short stack at the short stack table, so I'll stay here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's why they said I'd like that table better is it's de- it was deeper stacked. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd much rather play with deep stacked with bad players but if I have the option to play deep stacked with good players or short or have just a bunch of bad players with short stacks, I mean, I want that equity all day of the week. I mean, I'll still take, you know, that 100, and 100, 100 150 with a player who's just, you know, there to have fun versus, you know, 500 with a player there who is studied playing yeah. the correct ranges. Yeah. Well, and I mean, my table had some decent players, but, you know, there was definitely like three or four that were not, um, that were there just for a good time. Yeah. It's a, so when I first got there, I ended up uh, with ace queen of spades on my first hand. Oh yeah. I bet, I bet 15, I'm in early position, uh, two players call, and then there's a three bet to 50 on the button. These are always the one. How much did you buy in for? Uh, 300. I feel like ace-queen suited is just way too strong to fold to what is a fairly competent player that can recognize a squeeze spot. I agree, but I'm definitely treading super light here. I'm definitely very concerned. Because like I said, playing ace-queen in a three-bet pot is a great way to get stacked, so... I mean, I'm concerned, but I mean, here's the other problem is once I call, the SPR is going to be so low. Exactly. Uh, that it's on there. I make so the call. is it worth calling, you think? I think, so. well, I think so. I think if you're folding ace-queen suited to three bets by players who do three bet some, you just, you leave yourself to be exploited so much. Okay, like I said, I'm I normally, well, not normally, I'm, about maybe 50-50 on calling and folding with ace-queen in a three-bet pot, just depending on how deep I am. But uh, Ace-queen suited, I probably fold most of my regular ace-queens and play and uh, play my suited ace-queens. That's usually my go-to if it's a kind of in-between hand. Gotcha. I normally kind of, for me, it's normally player-dependent. This sounds like more of a call because it's a player who I know is three-betting not just aces, kings, queens. That was kind of my thought, especially in the squeeze spot. Uh, I call everybody else folds. The flop comes ace, ten, deuce uh, with two diamonds. He checks to me. I, uh, like I say, in these spots, I'm going to bet small almost every time, uh, especially when checked to. I bet 45. What do you think about this? Obviously, no flop. I mean, that's not really, that doesn't really matter. Um, do you have a backdoor flush draw on this? or I don't believe so, no. I don't mind the 45 here. Um, I'm still with, you know, on high alert, but... So, my my reasoning for the bet sizing on this... Well, one is like, I'm only, almost always going small here, but with 45 into this pot, it is getting close to 150, I think. It's a, uh, I can get called probably by kings, queens, and jacks. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially, um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, you bet that sizing allows kings and queens and jacks to stay in there. So I don't mind it, I guess. Uh, And then he basically snap goes all in after I bet this. It's very concerning. It seemed concerning to me at the time. Uh, I'll just tell you what I, what I uh, did. I kind of tanked for quite a while. Uh, I ended up making the call. I just felt I was too strong getting giving these odds. Yeah, because you're you're because normally I think this would be an easy fold if you were playing, you know, eight hundred behind. Yeah. Um, you're kind of stuck here though, right? Because it's only, I mean, you've already put in let's just say a hundred dollars, and you only have two hundred behind. I yeah. mean, you'd hate for this to be ace jack ace. Well, ace ten definitely would be a bummer, but. I'm concerned that this guy has ace king mainly, or I guess like I said whenever you went over the first time, a set of some sort, which would be kind of weird other than a set of aces, but um, which obviously is blocked so hard. But yeah, I mean, I know this is going to be a disaster. Well, I also felt like this is one of those times where, like, when you bet small, you do have to be ready to defend sometimes. Oh, 100%. I agree. competent players will attack it sometimes. Uh, I decide I'm just too strong at this. At this SPR, with the odds I'm getting, I'm just too strong to fold To fold here. I call, and he had pocket tens for a middle, middle set. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a bummer, but... Yeah, it was a... So, that was a... I mean, I just feel like that's kind of a cooler. Kind of the perfect storm for you, right? Like, you call, then you bet small, which is perfectly fine, but he just happened to hit a set. I mean, and then you're kind of stuck in there with at your stack size. But Yeah, it was... I, I think you can definitely make an argument that I could fold there, but, I mean, I don't think the call's that bad either, I don't think. So... I don't know. Uh, like I say, I think it's. I think when you're going to that low of a SPR with those hands, you're probably you're just probably getting it in there. I think. Yeah, I have. I actually was looking through my notes. I do have one interesting hand. I want to get your opinion on. Okay. So I have pocket kings, and I three bet pretty big to thirty-seven. We see the flop four ways. Wait, you three bet pretty big to thirty-seven? That seems like a super small three bet, right? In a one-two game, thirty-seven. Most people open to 10, right? Oh, well, was it just one player that was in the pot, I assume? Uh, Probably. It was probably a limp. It was probably limp-limp. Oh, well, that's not really a three-bet. True, true. Okay. uh... Well, I put a three-bet on here, so maybe it was someone opened to 10, and I made it 37. Okay, we're just going to say one player opens to 10, because that makes way more sense. Okay, because that would be kind of big there. Okay, gotcha. Right, because I only have, because like I said, this was a few days ago, so I only have the notes I wrote, and... Um, these notes came off tilt, so they're kind of short. Okay. Uh, but I put I threw that big to 37, so in the moment it was big. We see the flop four ways. The flop comes ace high. Um, the first guy just open shoves for $66. Everyone folds, it comes back to me. And the guy who shoved is a very known loose recreational player. Extremely loose. Probably the most recreational player at Paramount. Everyone would know him if I said his name. Uh, how much did he open shove for again? $66. Into a pot of 150 
God, how many players were is it to the flop? Four on the four to the flop, counting myself. I think you just could fold here. I think I called and he had like ace deuce offsuit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, like it's one of those that heads up. I I just call and you know I'm and hope for the best. But when I make it thirty seven and there's four players in there, I mean, it seems like somebody's got to have an ace somewhere. Yeah, well, once I um. I'll tell you about the player afterward. I think you maybe be able to justify it, but only on this one specific player, I think it's a call. Well, I mean, in that case, I mean, there's always like different things where we can go, kind of go on. So it's definitely a possibility. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the dynamics on that one. So, so I'm just gonna go up from a straight like. Oh, I agree. Straight, just regular hand. Yeah, you can fold easily. Yeah, it's a. Uh... This I mean, one particular player is the only one who could get value from me in this spot, but I did call. I lost. Okay, well, it's uh, well, yeah, that would be my thing. But like I say, I don't know the dynamics at hand with the other player, so that's a different, a little bit different story. I mean, he had already shoved twice, all in for not with literally no nothing, no draw. Mm, that makes it more difficult. I mean, yeah, and people would just call him, and you know, he had already rebought like three times. I mean, if players are going to do that, I mean, they're just going to get more value. I mean, that's. I mean, it's great for us in the long run, but I mean, when they do spike something, you do have to call lighter. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, he was just jamming because it was one of those things where it's like, you can tell when someone wants to go home. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these recreational players will just kind of jam and just hope they win kind of thing. Right. Which he had done before, and he went all in with just a gutter, and someone called him. It was for a way bigger pot than that, though, and he lost. But, I mean, like I said, very specific player dependent call but that's what happened i mean so that was i didn't know though if if for you that was a call anyway just without it being player dependent but not with that many people in the pot at that three well especially in a three bet pot uh it would be it'd be a fold in that in that specific situation uh i would fold uh but like say i'm not taking in the dynamics that's just a straight like hey this is what i do in that spot no absolutely um but like that was the hand that kind of put me down uh, once I lost that hand, I was down like 50 bucks on my buy-in and then came rallying back right at the buzzer, basically. Yeah, I remember like you just hit like hit it big like in that last 30 minutes. But we'd already announced we were leaving to... Uh... Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. I guess it was that the last interesting... Oh, no, you just started. That was your first hand of the session. Well, I've only got one other hand. This this session was kind of a shit, just a shit show for me. Uh, there was a straddle to five and one call. I have seven, eight of clubs, and I bet 20. I like this. Uh, I think there was just one call here. I think the straddle is the only call. Uh, the flop is jack, nine, five with two spades. But you have seven, eight of clubs, right? I have seven, eight of clubs. Uh, I bet 25, hoping to take it down with a, with uh, and then if so maybe get a, a strike at a gut shot. So you have a gutter here, right? Just so we yeah. can go over it. Okay. And backdoor flush draw, just the gutter. I did not write backdoor flush draw, so probably just the gutter. Which again, these hands with low equity like this make the best bluffing candidates. Because you have very little showdown value with eight high. Wow, this is shocking. So like when I bet twenty, yeah, there were actually two calls because I one on this bet, one player calls and one player folds. I'm kind of shocked that I actually bet 25 into two players here. Uh, I don't know what my thought process was. I'm looking for a reasoning, but I don't really. Uh, but 
I bet 25 and one one call and one folds. Uh, their turn is an offsuit four. It goes check, check. Right, so we still just only have a gutter here. We only have a gutter. They've already called one bet. And you said there is a front door flush available? Uh, there's a front door flush available. Okay, let's see the river. The river's an offsuit nine. So it pairs the board. Uh, so it's now Jack nine five four nine with two spades. Let me let me tell you what I would do here, and then you tell me what you did, would do. Okay. I like you in position or out of position here. I am out of position. I like you betting small here. My, I'll give you my reasoning. Okay. Um, one, I think if he has a nine, obviously he's just going to call. Two, if he's on a front door flush draw that just bricked out, a lot of players will just fold, and you're probably no good with eight high here. I like you. Don't I like you betting small here? What do you think? That probably is actually the better route to go. Uh, but I was I actually did bet fairly big here. I think just because I'm used to like well, all my rivers like for my rivers like my usual is going to be like two thirds pot to a pot. So when I have if I'm going to bet that when I have it, I'm going to bet that when I don't sometimes. Uh, I do like your theory that if I'm just trying to get flush draws to fold. Well, especially at 1-2 like this, I don't think a lot of people are looking at your um, your habits and everything like that. I think they just know they miss. I think you could bet $20 here and the guy snap folds. Yeah. Sometimes. Think... And then I think other times he's calling no matter what. Right. And you already... What I would hate to have happen, which at least I'm happy to hear you bet, is you check, check, and lose to like jack high. Oh, 100%. I, I end up betting 75, and they pretty much snap fold. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, great result. But that being said, I do kind of like your, like, in the long run, I think I like your smaller bet. Because if I'm trying, if I don't think a jack here is folding, and I don't think... A nine and I'm like just, is never folding. A nine is never folding. Well, then, I'm j and I'm just trying to get people off flush draws, then if, when I bet smaller and I take it down... You know I'm gonna win, but when I when they do have something and I get called, I'm losing less. So I actually do like your play better, even though this play did work this time. I'm sure they both would have worked. You know, like given how this one went out, I'm sure he had that flush draw, and I'm sure it didn't matter. Oh, and given the situation, it, yeah, 100. percent But I'd still like yours in the long run. Right, like we said, it's always better to try to make the better best decision possible, um, regardless of the result. So on that session, one of the few losing sessions I've had in so long, uh, I lost 325, uh, which is fine. I mean, I've been running so damn good this like towards the end of last year and this year that, I mean, it's hard to bitch at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you'll find a way. but um, <laughs> I wanted to win, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm taking two Diet Cokes for the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I so I also played the private game. Okay. And uh, we so I ended up going to that Thursday, and again it's always crazy. Uh, this was kind of a very interesting. I was playing against what is one of the a sports legend at the moment on this hand. Oh, 100%. It's sports legend. Yeah. So I, I think I'm good to say the name, right? Oh, everyone knows, play, everyone yeah. knows that he plays around Houston. So Adrian Peterson is actually the person I'm playing against in this hand. 
Uh, and it's crazy because we literally just watched a documentary on Adrian Peterson this weekend just for fun uh, with no reason other than just it came up on the YouTube feed. Yeah, that was kind of crazy <laughs> right there. Well, once you said it, I was like, God, that's so weird how we had just watched how good he was or it was at uh, football in his heyday. Yeah, yeah, so sick, man. But, but that was my go-to at Madden. Give the ball to Peterson. I let him <laughs> give me those touchdowns. It was it was a good go-to. <laughs> let me uh, let me tell you. Uh, so he bets ten. I have ace queen, and I three bet to thirty, which I think is against someone who's you know like I think uh, Adrian Peterson is not coming up to a one two, to a one two game to fold. So I oh. think the mandatory three bet right. 100% mandatory three bet. And to say this is a 1-2 game is kind of light, right? I mean, it's just a gigantic game. I mean, it's bigger than a lot of 1-3 games sometimes, so. Yeah, it's 1-2, tons of straddles to fives, and super deep. Uh, so it's a, it ends up going four to the flop. <laughs> yeah, that's about right, which is why I like the three bet even more. Yeah. Uh, the flop is ace-queen-six. So I flop top two pair. Any flush draws available? Uh, I don't think so this is kind of weird i don't know how big i would bet here so how much did you make it pre-flop i bet 30 pre-flop in four callers or four ways to the flop four to the flop okay so, so it should be about 120 120-ish, in the yeah um i like 50 here i think I, I bet 40 okay i mean close enough yeah you're what you're saying is tomato tomato yeah yeah you're just look, looking for a small bet uh adrian peterson is the only one who calls uh, the turn is a four, so we now have ace queen six four. Uh, I am out of position. How deep are we in this hand? Just so I can kind of think, because if, if we're super deep, I'm kind of sizing up here to kind of like you said, get that truth serum out to see if we're gonna make play a big hand here. Because I'm looking to play for all of it here. I should have. I'm not super deep here. I probably have about two fifty left. Oh, okay, so it's no problem to get all the money in here. So it kind of doesn't matter what you bet here, but okay. Uh, turn is a four. I bet 115. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah, it's a... So, I mean, it's already a massive pot. He calls. Yeah, I mean, you're basically just all in on any river here. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, river is an eight. So the, the flop is ace, queen, six. Turn is a four. River's an eight. I go all in. It's only, I mean, I need to kind of get my stack sizing better for these river pushes. Cause I, but I end up going all in for 125 in this massive pot. Well, I mean, okay, wait, wait. But we knew that going into the turn, and that's why I liked it, because you're definitely getting called here. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it seemed, well, it, weirdly enough, he tanks for a little bit. I mean, this is, I mean, I don't think, I don't think he'd ever folding here, though, because what he ended up with was, uh, Ace eight, where he rivered two pair, which I mean, there's no way you can ever get away at that point. I mean, not for that amount of money for sure. I mean, that's just, I mean, talk about a kind of what being literally the most results oriented I can be. Mm -hmm. Great turn bet for him to hit that on the river. I mean, really let you get all the value. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, like I said, though, very dependent on uh, the results, but I like it this time. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I think almost no matter what I do, like, unless I bet just gigantic on that turn, I Whoa. think I'm pretty much, this is going to play out, right? Well, I was debating the shove or not. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I guess that's kind of like what I was talking about in that. I guess that's kind of nice is like, 
I'm basically shoving on the turn without shoving, right? Exactly, exactly. That's why I liked it so much. Yeah, it's a— Because at this stack size and how strong your hand is, you're just looking to play for all of it. And if he's going to cooler, you're definitely not folding. So, you know, I think that hand was very well played, so— uh, yeah, that was, that was, well, I'm glad to hear that, but it, it definitely, like, it, I started off kind of rocky, and that was a hand that just shot me, and, like, I mean, that really got me started in the session. Uh, so, in a player bets 15, two call, I make a very loose call with 9-10 off. Uh, there's, my reasoning here is, or super deep. And there's a couple action players that I like flops with. See, because like you always say that like sometimes I use beat this exact reasoning to play too loose. But I agree with if you're going to play with people to where if you make a nutted hand, they're going to double you up. That you can make a light call here sometimes. Whenever you're deep enough and the right players are in the pot. Oh, I think in certain spots it uh, it 100% uh, comes into play with certain hands. Like this... Like, well, my, my requirements would be it needs to be a hand that can make kind of a nutted hand. Uh, and with action with action players, is super deep. And, well, I mean, those are those are the main ones. Yeah, that's but, it. <laughs> but, yeah. But, I mean, also, like, I think I like it when you do it. I think it's you do it more than I think is good. Oh, 100%, because it's so dang fun when you win. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's I mean, a, whenever you make a nutted hand like this and double up, I mean, it's worth losing two buy-ins next time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I right, go ahead. Uh, we go five ways to the flop. It comes jack, queen, five with two clubs. Okay, nice. We're open-ended. We need an eight or a, um, what's it called? A king, right? Right. Uh, player bets 25. One player folds. I make the call. I mean, if I... if I, This Kinda. is going to be gutted. And I mean... Like, I'm only g- drawing... Wait, I'm open-ended. Yeah, I was saying not gutted. Yeah. It's a... Uh, there wasn't a lot of action, so I don't think ace-king is very viable. Uh, I am a little worried that I hit a straight to a flush. That's what I say. You only have six clean outs, but... Yeah. Uh, the turn is an offsuit eight. I mean, talk about just the dream, the sun run. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I just spiked the absolute nuts. It checks to me. I bet 125. I like all this because in these private games, you're going to get called by flush draws and two pairs just so often. So, uh, the preflop razor calls. The river is the ace of clubs. <laughs> I mean, this kind of sucks. Probably like one of the shittiest cards out there. <laughs> uh, he leads out for one fifty. We now have the fl- he just the flush draw just made. Uh, King ten just leapfrogged me for a better straight. Uh, but it's one fifty now into a gigantic pot. I'm getting a uh, too good of odds here. I, I about think. To say I think I just groan and call this, but no, I'm gonna be mucking a lot of the time here. Yeah, I tank call. Uh, and like I say, it's going to be just... It's one of those... It was one of the worst cards available, but at this point, we're looking at... It might be only a quarter pot bet, too. I don't have to be good very often. Uh, and I call, and he has King Jack for two pair. Or wait. Ooh. No, I'm sorry. He only had a, he only had the Jack. <laughs> well, so. I mean, if that guy... Too bad if he committed to that bluff and, like, bet like pot there i mean you're just so full you're out of there so quick do you think he was trying to bluff 
or do you think he was going for value? Because I know at these private games when there's drinking and you know, I think he might have been all in on this one. I didn't write that down, but I think he, I think the was one fifty was all in. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just calling that. I mean, yeah, it's a. Uh, so it was kind of a lucky that I ended up uh, having. I mean, it was just a super tough rate. But you're right. If this guy is deep, deep stacked, and is all of a sudden betting four hundred here. I mean, you want to talk? Put me in a world of hurt. I mean, you're probably just folding, right? I mean, I think so for that amount. I mean, people for the most part are not you and making just gigantic bets on bluffs on the river, especially in low limits. I think 400. Because I mean, that's fold. like the perfect river card to bluff too. Oh God! I mean, well, well especially I mean, for my. Hand. I about to say, given your hand. Yeah. I mean, it would have been great if you were on the king eye flush drawn. <laughs> you know? I mean, he bluffs it to me. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh. This is one of the craziest hands I've played in a while. So I end up with pocket aces in early position. I I bet 10. Yeah, I didn't think you'd like that. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm in early position. There's no other action in there. I just keep my stuff fairly standard. I don't know. I still think exploitatively in these games you can bet bigger here, but... You are you are almost one hundred percent certainly I'll right. Just call it one hundred percent, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, but here is one of the good things about betting small, uh, like on this or keeping my bet standard, is I get three bet to thirty five. So one of the pretty big action players. The next player is not a super action player, but him and the action player of just. In a fun way, but talking shit all night to each other. Well, and probably battling back and forth, right? Cause sometimes the car just kind of make it to where you battle with a random person. Just yeah. given the, the cards that you both are dealt. But but they've definitely been going out of their way to get at each other, though. I mean, like okay. in a fun way. Not, not in a mean way or anything. It's just a fun way. He makes it 100. Uh, it comes to me, so... But in there a little bit dynamic here, you said that that guy was like kind of trash talking and jokingly saying that that 35 was too small or something. Uh, no, not on this one. Okay, okay. That was a that was a, a way different one. Okay. Uh, this one, uh, 30, 35, and then that guy makes it a hundred. Okay, what do you do here? I mean, now I'm just. I thought this was that hand. Um, I'm just raising here, but I'm raising kind of small. See, this is something I remember like. I did tell you like a little bit before, and I thought you were gonna hate this because I make it two fifty, and I thought you were gonna want a jam or something like that. No, no, this is perfect. I like this. Okay, it was. I think a... this is ever since you and I started looking at the four bet sizing. I mean, talk about something we've just been blundering for years. Oh, I mean, it's literally when I started like when this came up in one of the study materials of my four bet sizing, and I realized how off I was. I mean. It's changed a crap load of how I play. I mean, it was just something we both were just consistently blundering over and over again. Because before, this would be something I'd be betting like 350, 400, which would just be so out there. I mean, just seemed like such an error. We were blundering it in such different ways because you were going too high. And I just wasn't for betting at all because I was like, well, you know, if I'm just, if it's not going to be a bluff very often then why would I do this? But when I started looking at the lower sizings, I was like, well, you're giving such good odds for people to call. A lot of them are never going to fold. Yeah, I think 250 is, I mean, just the perfect bet here. That's what I think. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear it. The 
action player calls. And then it comes back in the made guy who made it 100 calls. So we're going three ways to the flop of a pot that's definitely over 750. 750, yeah. Uh, the flop is queen, queen, eight. Oh, boy. How deep are we here? I was pretty damn deep. Well, like, I was not Whoa. deep compared to this pot. I probably had to do some pot size bet. Hmm. Kind of dicey. Okay. Are we in position or out of position? I think I was in middle position. The guy who originally made it 100 uh, leads out for 340. Oh, God. Boy, this is this is super dicey, right? It really wasn't for me. And we're just a, going with it. I mean, once I knew the SPR was that low, I mean, don't get me wrong, I did not love it when I did it, but I literally never like considered folding here. I just snap called, snap called or all in. I actually think I just called here. Okay, but I think he pro. I think this might have had the other player covered too. Uh, so if not, it'd been so little that I mean it ceases to matter. Uh, because it was one of those things I don't love seeing queen queen here, but when I'm looking at a pot size bet in the SPR, I basically had just decided I'm almost going with almost everything here. Okay, well that's good as long as I don't have a queen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't love it when I when I was doing it, but I was like I'm ne- I'm like if you have got trips, you got trips, but I'm just never folding here. And I call, and he says he needs runner-runner outs, which apparently did not come. Good bet by that guy, I think. Um, I mean, I think I don't have to... percent I agree. I think I definitely have to think about it. I, I mean, I know sometimes it's better just to, in your head, know that you're going with it and to not overcomplicate things. But I think sometimes I might find a fold there. Sometimes I'm thinking maybe like 30% of the time. Well, I don't think I'm ever folding it there with pocket aces, but there are definitely hands I might be in this pot with. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm folding a, I'm, I'm folding ace king there probably, which I mean I would play a lot the same way. Oh, 100 percent, you're folding ace king there, yeah. It's uh, because I mean at that point I'm like, well, the queen randomly beats me. If the queen, if he has a queen, I'm drawing dead, and then if he has a pair, I'm still. If he had a pair, I could probably justify the call. Because an ace or king is is uh, going to be live, but I mean that's my best possible scenario. Uh, so at least in three way pot I would. Uh, so that was there were a couple other hands throughout the night, but I mean it was one of those that I did miss a lot at the end because I had gotten a, a buy in like one buy in up to two thousand. And then uh, drank came back a little bit, but ended up uh, profiting a little over a grand on that session. That's nice. Yeah, so, yeah, it was a, definitely a nice session there. Uh, let me see. You said we're, we're getting kind of close. Let me, yeah, uh, kind of close to the end here. Uh, we're approaching 50 minutes. Let's do, let me do this 101, Katie, because uh, there's a hand just like that for the pocket aces, and it was a... Uh, so I just got done playing at 101 Katie. Uh, ended up. Wait, wait. I thought you had that one hand where that guy was trash talking with the aces that you had, that you only flatted behind. Didn't you? We talked about that hand, right? Where you had the action player bet. The other guy was like, that's not a three bet or that's not a raise. I'm going to make it this. And you had the aces behind and only flatted. 
I thought we oh, talked about yeah, that. I didn't play a hand like that. There was one like that, like almost like four podcasts ago, where I'd pocket eights. No, no. Well, I guess I'm just imagining things. I haven't played in so long. Maybe I saw it in a movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I mean, it. Uh, there's very few pocket aces I'd be flatting now. I don't, I don't think I have a flat in my po- with pocket aces. Well, I thought that it was that hand that you just told me about. Those two guys are battling back and forth, and you flat it. And I said I like how it was exploitative flat there, just because the dynamic. Because no, like I, I bet small, but I thought you would want a bigger bet. Oh, is that my confusion? Yeah, that's but I wh- thought there was trash talking. You said there wasn't. You said that was a different hand. This, that one was that hand. At the the private. Well, game. they've been were tra- talking trash yeah. talking each other that uh deal. But I mean, no one like really mentioned bet sizing or anything. They were just like kind of going at it all night, just like you know talking shit. Oh, okay. I thought that that was that hand, but okay. Uh. So the first hand I get here is ace jack and a small blind suited. It limps around to the button who raises. So this is a three bet, right? Uh, small blind. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, he raises to fifteen. I make it fifty. Perfect. That's what I was gonna say. The big blind goes all in for. This is concerning. One hundred and sixty. Uh, folds around to me. I kind of tank for a minute, but I mean, uh, I just fold. I'm like, there's no, I don't know what I'm hoping for if I call here. Runner, runner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I make the fold. He shows pocket queens. I mean, it's a good fold. I think I'd be very tempted to call there, but Uh, I mean, as you shouldn't, but I I think I'd be tempted. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could find that he ever might ever do that with would it'd be a good call is pocket tens. Is what I is what I said, but literally everything else I was like I don't I mean seems to be like a shit show. If I once I call here, uh, I then get pocket aces on a there, and it ended up. You see, I bet fifteen. There's a call, and then a guy makes it sixty five. No, he makes it fifty. I remember comes back around to me and I this is where I really felt like I screwed up. I my four bet sizing should be about two point eight times. Well I guess not that far off. I was gonna say I probably position. bet like one fifty here. I bet one fifty. Okay. I, think... I thought I thought it was a little too big. No, you want to bet bigger when you're out of position, so I don't mind it. That was my thought. So, I mean, because I... If anything, I might make it like 160. I mean, talk about nitpicking, but I might... I mean, I <laughs> might Tyler's slide like, in I would have made it 153. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I might slide it a few extra bucks here, but okay. So, I like, once I did it, I was like, ooh, I don't like that sizing. I thought I should have bet it smaller. I, th- I like it. I think it's fine. Okay. Uh, well, how deep are we before I start... I'm not that deep because I only played that one hand and I lost like 50 bucks. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, I'm, I'm exactly at like 350. Okay. I'm starting to see what you're saying now. I, I, okay. But continue. Yeah. Uh, he goes all in. I call. Oh, well, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, re- the result was great. It's just, I did I'll, first I was like, well, I think I might've messed up the sizing here a little bit. What did he end up having? Uh, he had ACE 10 suited. So I take it you won. I ended up winning that pot. <laughs> uh, so ended up doing doing that. Uh, I also flopped a set that I you would hate the way I played this. I played this so passively. It's so weird because I've liked all the hands you played so far. I mean, you're on a gigantic upswing, so makes sense why I like how you're playing them because you're winning. But 
<laughs> right? I mean, it's very easy to be like, that's what I would do. Win yeah. $1,000. That's what I would like to do. But all right, go ahead. Uh, at Pocket Sevens, I raised. The flop comes Jack, seven, four, two clubs. Uh, I bet small as I'm always going to in the spot. For me, I like sizing up here, but okay. Uh, I bet... I think fifteen, because I mean it was we were it was heads up, so it was a pretty small pot. He made it sixty-five. Okay, um, very tempted to raise here. I thought you would really want to raise here. I just called here. Again, depends how deep we are, right? If we're not that deep, the call is fine. But if we're you know a thousand deep, it's a mandatory raise. Uh, yeah, it's how deep were you? Uh, I was. Well, how, decently effective. deep. I was probably six, six hundred. It's gonna be really hard to get all the money in here if you're not raising. But yeah, I didn't. I I didn't think you would like this, and I'm not sure I really liked how I played this. I say, you don't look like you like it. Yeah, you look, you look I'm not pained. really. Yeah, I think uh, I make the call. Uh, so the turn it brings in a straight, but it'd be kind of a weird straight. Uh, I check it over. Now, at this point, I'm always going to check and flow, usually. He makes it 125. Okay. I mean, now we're raising. That's probably where I should have gone with it. Uh, I make the call here. I mean, you want to talk about, for sure, this is our last hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm turning this thing off. Yeah. Right, this was not really a, this was not a well-played. I mean, I was like, well... Now it's like there are. I know what you mean though. It's kind of like sometimes you get in that mindset where like this is kind of already the route it's gone down. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> where I was. It's kind of like if I'm going to play the flop this way, I'm kind of going to play the turn this way sometimes. Where it's like you feel like you already kind of are down that path where this is just kind of how it's going to be. But so it's a uh, so I end up making the call here. I'm like, well, there are straights out there. I mean, there is you know bigger sets out. There. I mean, there was. It was it was a pretty bad call here. Let's go with that. But here's the thing: is a lot of times he's probably drawing pretty thin. Honestly, that he's probably either a flush draw, which is you know pretty thin, or like a two pair, which is probably pretty thin. Yeah. Uh, or just a jack. So, I mean, I like the race. I think you can get value. Right. But he most likely is drawing pretty thin. If I had to guess, I haven't heard this hand, so just yeah. my guess. Uh, the river makes the flush draw. I check, he checks it back. And I mean, obviously once he checks it back, I'm almost always winning here. Uh, I flip over pocket sevens for the set and he had ace jack. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, I mean, I think I can make the argument that if I raise that turn, he's probably folding anyways, mm. but I mean, it's a pretty, People do crazy shit all the time. You probably, you, you at least need to give people rope to hang themselves type, right? Yeah, I mean, I would have raised as a flop and bet the turn, but, I mean. That's probably the more balanced way to go about it, just because I have more bluffs on that flop than I do the turn. And also, you know, you're going to be called by flush draws a lot. You're going to be called by, you know, ace-jack a lot. Yeah. You know, so... But when I underplay my like, but then the other thing is when I underplay my flop, flopped hand, it probably really looks to a mandatory, you know, raise, raise on, the on the turn. Uh, it was a very passive kind of 
I mean, like I say, a very passive, skittish way to play it. I don't really love the way I played it. So, I mean, but, you know, I, lately I've been, you know, having a really good upswing. So, I, I guess it's one of those I just knew this was going to be another winning night and chose a kind of a kind of a bad line for this hand. But, like I say, that'll happen. I mean, if you're going to misplay a hand, definitely happy is one you won. Oh, 100%. I am glad about that. All right. Well, I guess on that note, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time, and we'll see you next week.